Welcome, dear friends, to the Taviret, a Wheel of Time podcast hosted by three gentlemen for whom the very wheel itself bends around. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Bill, Rob, and Rich. And welcome to the Taviren Wheel of Time podcast. This is episode uh, five, chapter four, The Gleeman. My name is Rob. And I am Rich. Rich is back again. Unfortunately, we could not get Bill. He, uh, like I said, he had some sort of work to do. I don't know. I normally don't believe him. Full of lies. Lies, he tells. Yep. So welcome back to the podcast of where apparently all Americans are named Rich. Mm-hmm. So, all the time. Uh, yeah, as bad as I felt by calling you Bill, the actual Bill called me Rich four times the last episode. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens. <laughs> yeah, if you guys do a podcast for so long, he just assumes everybody's named Rich. Yep, and so. we're going to be doing another one tomorrow morning, so. Yeah. <laughs> So, once again, it's just me and Rich today. Um, hopefully, we can get all three of us for the next chapter. Cause, hopefully. Uh, you know, yep, that's when, the, that's when all the action starts. Yeah, the action. <laughs> also, uh, I have a request uh, of you, Rich. Okay. No pop quiz questions like you did on me last time. Okay. I, I, sent you, I gave you the absolute wrong answer. Oh. And, and Bill gave me what fur. So... You know, Bill can just shut it. <laughs> we just make our own stuff up here. And to make things even worse, I, I had another error when uh, on the last episode. I told I told Bill that it was Perrin who brought up the Children of Light. It was actually Matt. So, womp, da- womp for me again. Eh. So. Oops. <laughs> so, one thing we wanted to talk about real quick, uh, all the different counters and uh, things that the three of us are going to be keeping track of, keeping a running tally of throughout the uh, history of this series. Uh, just to give you a sort of a rundown where we are, we're keeping track of the amount of times a woman will angrily cross her arms under her breasts. I believe we're up to one right now with Egwin. Uh, we are at, uh, we're also keeping track of how many times the phrase of ignoring the weather is being used. And actually, Rich, I wanted to get your ruling on something. Because I said yes, but then Bill thought no. In the first chapter, when Tam and Rand are walking down the country road, Rand comments that Tam's uh, cloak was flapping in the breeze, and Tam was unaware of it. And I think he used the term unaware of the of the cloak flapping in the breeze. And I thought that would have been considered an ignoring of the weather. Bill didn't think so, so I'm looking to you to break this tie. All right. I mean, yeah, technically he is ignoring the weather because wind does make the cloak move. In order to have some wind, you got to have weather. No matter what it is, you're outside, it's called weather. <laughs> All right, so that, that's it. Two to one. Bill, sorry. Yeah. You're out of here. Sorry. <laughs> you know what we should add on these trackers here? Because you're probably going to ask me what you know. I think we should track on those. Can we yeah. just add like a bet on like what they do? Like how many times they cross? Like you would say a certain amount. Oh, a final I would say, tally. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, it would be kind of fun. Um, we can you know do it at the end of each book, and then at the end of the at the end of the series, uh, if and when we ever get to that point. But absolutely, we can try and get a running bet. Uh, maybe the next time or the first time we get all three of us on, we can kind of add a segment where we kind of do an over under on what we think 
the final tallies are going to be. I'm good with that. <laughs> so, yeah, we have to uh, also keep track of how many times Jordan uses the, uh, has a woman in smoothing her dress, kind of a way that she's trying to calm herself. Apparently the men just make these women crazy, so they have to find ways to kind of decompress. Uh, Bill had an idea to add the pulling of the braid, but I think that was only a, a, a 90 that does that, but you know we'll keep track of that, see if any other uh, women in this series pull their braids. I think uh, it comes up quite a bit. By other, by other female characters? I think so. Okay, okay. God knows I've been wrong before, so maybe I'm wrong again. Um, <laughs> I also have on here uh, in the last episode we had our first. Um, I have I have it called wishing that they were players, but uh, Bill and I both agree that we love the the uh, way that Jordan has each of the three boys secretly wish they were as good at women as the other two. Have you have okay. you seen that in in your reading so far? Um. Yeah, but that kind of plays out though. Eventually, though, they it stop, does. They stop even worrying about that. It does, but it's it's funny that it's a complete circle where yeah. each one secretly wishes they were better as the other two. Agreed. Uh, I am also keeping track of the errant name calling between the three of us. Uh, Rich, you are working a perfect game so far. You have not messed up any names. I because I'm the, good. You are. You are way better than me. <laughs> And decades better than than Bill. Bill has four. I have one. Rich, you're at a goose egg. Good job, buddy. Bill tends to do that a lot, no matter what show he's on. <laughs> so he's like he's like my old grandmother. He'll just throw out any name and hope that one sticks. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. And then I just added one. Haven't talked to Bill yet, but I'm going to add this one. The amount of times Rand is called a sheep herder or a cow herder. Because we know a, a few characters like to like to poke jabs at him to remind him of his roots, and I'm at one chapter now where every other every other quote I'm ticking off a sheep herder comment. So that's that's something I figured I'd throw in there too. The amount of times that he's called a sheep herder. Okay. So, and you want you want to keep uh, you want us to try and do over unders on on what we believe the uh, final tallies are going to be. So I'll make a notation Correct. of that as well. And I have and one I, more for us. Go for it. What about you got? It. I think we should track how many times Perrin does something stupid. Oh, that's because let's be honest, he has moments. He does, like several. He does. Uh, he he acts on emotion. He tries not to, but he will act on emotion from time to time. Yep. So Perrin does something stupid. Okay, I will add that to the list going forward. Sweet. <laughs> so also, we also wanted to. Just send out our overall thanks and gratitude to the entire Wheel of Time community. Um, it's been a great first month run for our podcast as far as uh, listeners and, and comments and love and support we're getting. Uh, just as always, uh, rate and review the podcast. Throw us out some love. We'll take any kind of criticism, positive or negative. But, you know, thanks a lot, guys. We're really just taken back by how awesome this community is and how opening of arms you guys were for us right from start. Yeah. I was actually really surprised when you told me the numbers on that. I was not expecting it to hit that quickly. Um, as most of you guys know that me and Bill do run another podcast 
that took us a little bit to get those kind of numbers right off the bat. Um, especially for a book series, it's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel that the world is getting to the point now where they're looking for the next kind of series and things like that. So I feel maybe we're going to be hitting this at the right time for a lot of people to join us on this adventure of all 14 books, 14 books. If we do 15, if we do the prequel. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot. (laughs) So yeah, I will be 80. (laughs) Oh God, if you're 80, don't, I don't even want to figure out what I am. (laughs) It's time we're done with this thing. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Well, I was, um, what was going to come first? You complete the, role-playing game list or we complete this journey That's i'm gonna be... say we're gonna beat this one first i think so because too. <laughs> um most of y'all probably know like we've had to make some changes on that show but it's fine it's okay we i think the there's only so were, much we're warranted and it was a good move by you guys to, to to go that direction yeah and then also to everybody out there who really likes you know what we're doing um, if you could please not recommend any more suggestions for Bill on podcasts, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I don't think I can handle another one. Like, oh. maybe. We'll, we'll see. But whoever gives him ideas <laughs> about stuff, stop it. Yes. He just runs with everything. Then it's shoot, then ask questions. That's how yeah. he operates. <laughs> and most people forget I'm the one that gets dragged along with him. <laughs> like, he's from, like, hey, by the way, we're doing this. Oh, from okay. six From six time zones away. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, and I, I'm guilty of that. I, you know, he he, he briefly benched. Oh, I know, I know. It's, it, I'm having a blast. <laughs> I know you guys are too, but I, yeah. I, I am part of the uh, part of the problem. Yeah. Discharged. <laughs> Somebody, I think, our Discord channel mentioned Bill to do a podcast about the Saga series. Oh God! I want to find that person and punch him in the mouth, just so he can play his like, What's no. the Saga. Drop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. my gosh. Don't do it. Well, it's just insane. Okay. Hopefully when we get the three of us together for a chapter at the same time, uh, I don't feel like Jerry Springer uh, trying to keep the two of you away from each other. No, no. <laughs> I love that guy. He just has so many ideas. Too many. It's, but it's what no, we call it's... Bill enthusiasm. <laughs> I think that's how we coined that. So, yeah. That is a but, real tangible thing, yes. <laughs> so let's kind of jump to the next thing. Um, you know, as of now, we don't have any reviews uh, to go over, like you said. No no but... new reviews, correct, yes, but still. We need to move on to the news then. Yes, well, Wheel of Time News. Breaking news. There's not really much news. Nope. Uh, from from what I've been hearing um, from other, other uh, news sites, the uh, showrunners for the Amazon show and the casting agents – are kind of keeping things under wraps for right now. Yeah. So basically what that done has spun the social media crazy with dream casting the roles of the, of the people, <laughs> of all the different I'm characters. I'm glad they're making the show. I really am. It might be a chance for me because let's – I'm going to throw it out there. It's probably like a huge freaking sin. I have yet to watch Game of Thrones, <laughs> and apparently that's like bad. So yes. if this comes out – I could start it with everybody else oh, and not great. feel so freaking lost. So <laughs> well, we won't talk about yep. Game of Thrones, but I, I hear it's kind of a shit show. Uh, the last season that, that, from what I heard, is 
HBO approached the the producers and directors and said, "Hey, let's take two two maybe three seasons to wrap everything up." And the directors and producers said, "No, we want to we we want to do it in one season and we want to get this thing tie a bow on it and be done." So basically, three seasons worth of character arc development has been shoved into six episodes, and it's. I'm gonna say it. That's a terrible idea. It's, it's a, the worst thing ever. No one, but, no one, at Amazon would ever think to do that with the wheel no, of time. <laughs> Amazon doesn't. Amazon's got that, you know, almost that Disney money. Oh, they can gosh. just do whatever they want and like let it spread out. Because I did see that um, they are somebody started a petition. I saw that today. Uh, it's already got five hundred thousand signatures on it from what I saw to redo season eight of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Holy crap! You could get five hundred million signers. Is you're not putting that genie back in the bottle? No. <laughs> like, here's what's gonna happen. Game of Thrones is gonna stop. Like, it's gonna be done here soon. Like, I, mm-hmm. I bet you mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. They are gonna go back. Like, once it's done, HBO is gonna lose all of their subscription base when it's done. Well, they have. They have confirmed and are starting to fill. Yes, welcome to a Game of Thrones podcast. Sorry, but let me get this Sorry, we, point out. It's a book series. I mean, <laughs> it's the same thing. Like This is what's going to happen to they, the real-time series. But if for Game of Thrones, they've already started shooting. They're doing not per se a prequel, but all of the historical stories that they talk about in Game of Thrones, the, the histories that led up to the season that actually aired, they're filming short story episodes of the history of Westeros. Who so, the hell wants that? People that thinks this season is ending too quickly and wants more to chew on. You think it's, maybe they did it on purpose? I yeah, maybe, maybe they did, but we'll see how yeah. that pans out. But in the meantime, I got to ask you Rich back back to the Amazon Prime and Will of Time show there. <laughs> okay. Now, I don't have a good answer to this myself, but I am going to put you on the spot. Do okay. you have any dream castings for the show? Any actor or actress at any point in their career at any time frame okay. do you think would fit a character that you've seen in this book, book series? All right, I've, I've got a couple here right off the bat. Okay. So um, Rand. Mm-hmm. Heard the name. I can almost see Tom Holland. He's okay. done such a great job with, uh, with Spider-Man and everything. I think he'd be... Good in that. That would be interesting. Um, now, Matt, it, it's really hard to tell with these younger characters. Well, only because but once again, we'll need to preface. Rich only has read up until the third book. Correct. So I'm going to say this. Matt is probably the hardest to cast because his yeah. arc. I'm going to see. I can say this. His arc is the it most gets weird arcing. Let's put it that way. His arcs the most as in the where he starts to where he goes, to where he ends. Yep. And Rand is the main character, and obviously he's he drives the whole story. But And that's I, why I think Tom Holland's going to be fantastic for that. I think I think that's a good choice. I think that would be great. Okay. The next person I would do would be Rand's dad, Tam. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking um, Gerard Butler. Okay. You know where my <laughs> – I, I actually did think of a good Tam. I was thinking like – the Braveheart version of Mel Gibson as Tam. Mel Gibson? The, at at when, during Brave when he filmed Braveheart. 
Oh, okay. I get what you're doing. Okay, you you're thinking like past people. I'm thinking I'm, like current. What? I yeah. I gave you the option to anybody, anytime, any place. Okay. Well, and no, it, I I can't think like that. I gotta <laughs> I gotta do like multiple. This is gonna happen. And these are the people I would want. Oh yeah. No, but I love I love you. I love who you guys, Tom Holland and Gerard Butler. That's great. But I was just thinking as well. But if you think back at uh, William Wallace from Braveheart, he was loving and caring, but he was no nonsense. You didn't mess with him. Once he got his once he was set on it. You didn't. You didn't touch it. You. Yeah. And that's kind of how Tam. Tam was no nonsense. He was caring and loving father, but he was no nonsense when it had to be. Yeah, and that's why I think Jar Butler would be good with that. Um, the next one I got. Mm-hmm. This may be a stretch, but I think it'd be pretty good. We're going to talk about it today. Uh, but Tom okay. Drill, Tom Drill, Maryland, who will discuss who that is. Hmm. RDJ. Oh, pretty good. I think I like that, that would be good, only because he does. He's older. He's got that, you know. In last the two the three books that I've read, he's got that figure, um, that adult father figure, you know, to to the to the boys. Uh-huh. Um, he does have a little bit of a a flair to him per se, and that would honestly, to me, fit that very well. Now again. With the other fourteen books, yeah, I mean the other eleven books that I haven't read yet, eh, that could change. But as of now, I would probably say that that would be pretty good uh, to have to have that. I'm impressed. I like where you're headed with this. They Amazon should probably give you a call and 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 get you in the casting uh, payroll. Yeah, but but here's the thing: would RDJ do it? No, I don't I mean, think. Like he's probably got enough money to survive forever. Oh. I mean, he he he's good. You know, he's, you're finding uh, a lot of these big big A list stars, uh, and, and doing, that's the thing doing this, the 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 subscription based stuff. You have Bird Box, Sandra Bullock. You know, yeah. you've seen Will Smith, uh, Ben Affleck. They're all doing these Netflix and other. I think Julia Rob Julia Roberts was on an Amazon show as well. Exactly. So they're getting so, these these high profile uh, mm-hmm. actors and actresses. So why not? Now, exactly. it, it would be a risk to do it, obviously, and it's a 14-book series. So, I mean, do would they really sign on to all that? I don't think so. I mean, hell, I mean, RDA, RDJ just did, and please, please, if people don't know who RDJ is, I, I'm sorry for you. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., um, he did sign on for 11 years of the Marvel Studios. He, he, he crushed not, it. Yeah, why not have it. him do this as well, be the spearhead of that? He could play those characters, I think, just fine. Uh, we've seen the range he has. Why not now take what he's done, change it to this, and really make it and do that? But would he do that? I don't know. Um, and here's my last recommendation because I can't really think of anything um, on the, the other characters. But you've got Lan. Who do you think I'm going to pick? I don't know. I that he's I've, got. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying. I've seen visuals of land in one way. I've seen other envisionings of of land in a whole another way. Uh, I've already decided on which voice I'm going to use for him when we get to readings. When I get to do his voice in readings with Rob, so okay. I'm. He's actually I'm one I'm most nervous about. Because <laughs> all right, so but go ahead. Give me give me your give me your land. Right. When I think of Lan, I've read you know who he is and, and things he's done. He's very he's very prowess. He's very um, 
you know, full of honor, stands there, you know, stands up and, and fights. Who in your mind do you think has portrayed that very well lately? I mean, are we staying within the MCU? Hell yeah, I'm gonna stay with that. <laughs> are we thinking? Uh, Shit, they got nothing else to do. <laughs> are we thinking Thor, son of Odin? Nope. Ah, oh, hit me with it. Chris Evans. Oh, yeah. You know, he he would be good. I think he would be fantastic at that. Only because Land's got that you know strong ability to to lead to do the right thing, do what's necessary, be the protector and, and stuff like that. I think he'd do very well with that. Now, again, he's probably you, not doing anything. Well, and, 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 and it's, it's killing me. Cause I'm, I'm, I keep, every time I try to start to talk, I say, whoop, can't say that. Whoop, can't nope. say that. <laughs> that is actually top notch. And I'm envisioning, cause I know of Land's whole arc. Um, and there's certain parts of his arc, I don't even think you've touched on yet, no. but yes, definitely Chris Evans as Alan Mandragorn. That's another, see, that's another thing too. Um, you know, with RDJ and Chris Evans, they've played these more modern characters. Mm-hmm. Um, he did a really good job in Snowpiercer, Chris Evans. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's on Netflix. I have not. It's, it's fantastic. I really like that. Um, it's more of a postal apocalypse post-apocalyptic kind of setting but if you go back to these more medieval-esque kind of um settings they've never done that it'd be a challenge for them but i think they could do that well it's gonna be some stretches obviously for those well robert downey i I mean he did the uh sherlock holmes movies not medieval per se but he has the chops to to oh he could do it oh yeah he can yeah he could do it uh, but it's just hard to think of an older, more grizzled Robert Downey Jr. playing the sprightly Tom Maryland. But, he could, I mean, hell, he did a good job as, uh, as Chaplin. That's uh, true. Good. He's very getting good up there in age. So, hell, if you happen to listen to us, Robert Downey Jr., take my advice and do it. And rate and review the podcast because that would yeah, that'd be, be great. Awesome. Um, and I don't think you would be disappointed and, um, hell you're not doing anything and you've got money to, you know, just become that forefront, be that again, I love father of the wheel time series. <laughs> I love that you're basing these, these, these based off the two plus books you've read. And I'm now also thinking through Tom Maryland's complete arc. And I'm like, oh my God, that is, is a perfect casting <laughs> with what I know of his complete arc. I'm like, oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. Damn and it, and there's I a lot it. of others. Yeah, I know. Now you want it. But <laughs> there's a lot of those other characters, uh, Eggwine, um, Moraine, all them. Like, I can't see who would play those very well as of yet, but I'm sure we'll discuss it and maybe they'll pop in. But it's probably time to start pulling out some new, um, fresh Fresh blood for well, some of these the actors all and these actresses. Char- you know, all these main characters are like Tom Tom Holland. They're they're as as Bill pointed out. Rand is nineteen in the beginning uh, at the Eye of the World timeline. He's nineteen. Yes, it, I thought it was like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, it, that's yeah. well. Yeah, I thought I thought sixteen to eighteen, and, and once again, I, I can't spoil it for you, but there is way there is a way to kind of 
backtrack to go yeah. to 19. And I'm not, I, yeah, we need to bring in new blood to this, to, to, to the genre. Yeah. And, um, but to make it, to make it good, you know, you need to get, I would, I want to say very powerhouse actors and actresses to do this and then bring in the rest of them as more of a chance kind of, uh, casting, um, Unless you want to go the different, unless you want to go the MCU route and just take a wild friggin' chance on Robert Downey Jr. on Iron Man, the, you know, eleven years ago, and that turned out to be the best decision ever made. Oh, I know, I know. But there, there's a lot of things that they could do with this series, um, you know, with the casting. But you know, mm-hmm. I, those are my picks. Tom Holland, you know, that'd be probably good as Rand. Um, I think he has the ability to do that and probably the range. Um, if he's looking for more of a series to spearhead and do things like that, that'd be great. Um, he's starting to come in on his own with uh, Spider-Man. We don't know what's going to happen with that anyways. So, um, you know, who, who knows? Exactly. It, after Endgame and, and this next Spider-Man movie, it may start to go downhill. We don't know. But anyways, that's my casting picks. A plus. Sorry, I, I, I really A+. like <laughs> – Thanks. I, I really, you know, blow um, MCU. I love it. I love what they've done. Um, Endgame is still like hurting me in the feels, but anyways, that that's what my thoughts are. That'd be my well, dream cast. I'm taking my wife and younger son for the first time for their first time to see it Sunday. Oh my my God. wife loves Thor, and I can't wait to see her reaction that... at the end. No spoilers, but I can't wait to get see her reaction at the Endgame Thor. Nah. That's going to just be priceless. Uh, my wife kind of thought that was funny too. <laughs> She's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> yep. Anyway, so well. So anyway, in case we didn't remind anybody, this is a Wheel of Time podcast. Yeah. Not a Game of Thrones MCU, but hey, um, this, this is our show. We do what I want. This is our show. We do what we want. Bill be damned. That's right. <laughs> we are up to chapter four, the Gleeman. So, Bill, won't you? Ah, yeah. damn it! You did it. That's that's I strike for it. you, Rob. Strike to strike to me. Ah, yeah. uh, damn it! All right. It, so, Rich, yes. What are your thoughts of this chapter? <laughs> All right. So let's kind of do a little damn. brief uh, summary of this. It's kind of fun. Um, so, like I told I told everybody, Tom Drill Maryland is the Gleeman. He actually you, he shows up um, from the uh, the Wine Spring Inn and entertains Rat Man, Perrin, and Eggwine. Uh, and I can't always pronounce the name. You, uh, you and the little boy, and, yeah, and the villagers. So that this is where we get to see this next character, the next main character of this series. Um, but what happens during that time is you have Tom, Moraine, and Lane show up. Well, I'm sorry, I don't think. Um, they don't. They. I don't think Tam shows Mul- up. Well, Lan and Mulrain aren't there yet. I guess at no, the end of the last chapter, uh, Tom kind of bursts out onto the village square from the from the uh, from the from the wine spray. Yeah, and he sees. But doesn't if you can imagine this whole series, imagine this scene playing out. You've kind of got a stage. You've got. Um, you know, people gathered around. The main purpose of a gleam, and if nobody understands it is an entertainer. Mm-hmm. They're juggling, they're playing music, they're doing things that are, you know, entertaining. They're, I would probably say they're sideshows, basically. Vaudeville? 
would be yeah. another good word to use. Yeah. So, yeah, that I, I have a note here. I was going to pose the question to both you and Bill. We'll we'll get his take on it uh, when we next talk to him. But Rich, if you were a Glee man, what would be your best talent? Um. Um. I don't really have talents per se. Making fun of Bill. Can't really have a Costello between the yeah. two of you. <laughs> yeah, where he makes fun of my accent. I make fun of his. He, I say he says says funny words. But no, the talent I would I mean I don't really have a talent that's like entertaining. Now I am developing a, a, a podcasting ability after doing this for an entire year. <laughs> I've been told I got the voice for it. No, you can't just have somebody sitting in a booth somewhere and just say, you know what? Come listen to me talk. Yeah, come watch me talk. (laughs) I'll tell you about the issues that are going on in Emmons Field. You need to know these things. Nope. (laughs) So, anyways, what talent would you have? Because I know you have voice acting. Uh, Voice acting, I I would say, uh, yeah, I'm not not making any money off it, but it's a fun little side side thing I do. We could throw stuff at Bill. We could Sorry, that was definitely just random. <laughs> <laughs> team, yeah, team up on Bill. So, yeah, oh, he's but, not here. By the way, I did ask him his take on the ghost town prank. And he confided that when he was six, he wanted to be a ghost and spilt flour. And on some, himself? On, on him. He, some, got every, some got on him. Some got on the family cat. Cat was freaking out, running around the house. And as you and I predicted, he, that, it, he loved the ghost town prank because it made him think of himself as a child. And now we know Bill tortured animals. Yeah. God. With flour. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, the I guess I, I assume is good. Yeah. Yeah. I guess my, I guess, I mean, for lack of a better term, I would say storytelling. Yeah. I mean, we're a podcast about one of the greater stories told in the modern, modern, modern world. So, um, I can, I can see that. Yeah. Let me let me spin you a yarn. Yes, come, come here, pull children. Up, pull up some chair and spin you a yarn, young man. So. See, I would just want to tell scary stories like I could tell children. Like, just come here, children. I'm going to scare <laughs> shit out of you. <laughs> you won't leave your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no ghost um, house, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. So after after all that's going on, we have eventually, like we need to talk about Moraine and Land do show up. Mm-hmm. And you do see some kind of tension with him and the Glee Man. Um, there is a reason why that is, but that doesn't come on until later on. I want to say in book two. No, yeah, probably I, later on. There are every there's time, reasons. Every time Tom and Moraine are in the same room together or in the same scene together, Robert Jordan always makes a notation that Tom is having information drawn out of him. He's trying to be very reserved and quiet. And mm-hmm. Not my thing. I don't like being around her, but I'm being Doesn't taking the tell... high road. Yeah. Go, go ahead. I can't, I don't remember if it's this chapter or a couple chapters later, and I don't want to spoil it. Unfortunately, guys, I'm going to spoil it. Um, he does tell the boys, don't trust Moraine or don't, t- don't trust. Is it Moraine or Aes Sedai? I, it's, no, it's don't trust Aes Sedai. Okay. Oh, sorry, don't trust an Aes Sedai, and that's it. But, you know, I'm not going to tell you tell 
you know, why that is. Mm-hmm. We find that out much later on why. But, you know, there's a reason why these these ladies are the way they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, you know, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with. And eventually we do see those things happen. But we well, just, that's... you know, it doesn't happen now. Yep. At this point in the stories, the boys have no idea what to, what to believe. Well, first Again, of all, they don't. Yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, they don't even know she's an eyes to die at this point, but no. they had, in previous chapters, they had no idea if they were good or bad or, or whatever. So they just, mm-hmm. they were in stories. They might not even really exist. They could be good. They could be bad. So everything was still kind of up in the air at this point. Yeah. And, and what about, so and I can't remember in chapter three that you guys had discussed a little bit. Did they talk mm-hmm. about Trollocs and, and things like that? Because Trollocs are more of a... Um, they're a mystery. Nobody knows about them. I mean, no, they do know about them. They hear stories, but they don't know, think they're real. Emmons yeah, Field, for everybody, yeah, was, needs to realize that Emmons Field is like in a very bottom backwoods countryside. Trollocs was the uh, term you used to scare the children. Exactly. You, know, you hit the bed, where the Trollocs will come snatch you in your sleep. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. They were the boogeyman. Exactly. Yep. So, um, and, and we do hear the word Trolloc a couple times, so probably throughout, you know, this couple chapters and stuff, but they're just meant for scare tactics. Yeah. So, yep, yep, yep. so in kind of moving on a little bit too, you do end up seeing past this. You do see Nguyen or how Wah. do you say that? No, Wah. it's tricky. Moraine. Moraine and not Moraine, Moraine and land, you know, they're, you know, talking about stuff. The vill- village council comes in. Mm-hmm. And they're talking to the merchant, Padon Fane. Correct. I I do not like him. Like right off the bat, you get this sense of this dude's kind of like, you know, the equivalent of, hey, I've got some candy in my van. Do you oh. want to come see it? Yeah, uh, you made it. You had to go dark, didn't you? I did. I had to, that's, that's the creepy factor I get from that. I just don't know why. I just don't. It's like, dude, don't. <laughs> Touch me. Don't try to snatch me up. I'm just a little boy. Uh, but that's the thing. So they're trying to figure out. But this guy, is actually, he's a merchant. He's, he brings merchant goods to the village. He also brings news of what's mm-hmm. happening. Most of the village in Emmons Fields gets their information from who? Pot on Fane. Pot on Fane because he's been around. Yeah, he travels. There's no yeah. internet. There's no telephones. There's <laughs> no anything that gets the information to these people. So imagine – you're playing the telephone game as a child and you're just oh, hearing know. word of mouth from another word of mouth from another word of mouth. But the dude is super creepy. I imagine a guy with really messed up face with a really long nose. That's one thing that, that they do. will go into his very pronounced nose. Yeah. Just like a hook. It's like, I'm, I really look like a criminal. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No, that's, <laughs> hey, that's... this is our show. We just do what we want. We just talk. Um, so let me ask you, what did you think of the Gleeman? Like, what was your uh, first a- reaction to him? Well, I love the showmanship. I love the fact that, you know, he comes out, he comes out, he bursts out of the, of the wine break. He sees the crowd. He sees that there's a crowd. He's not officially supposed to start tomorrow until bell time officially kicks off. But he's oh, like, I forgot about that. He's like, huh, you know what? I'm going to give you guys a little, a uh, little, uh, preview if you will of of what's to come so just right off the bat he starts juggling he's got Egwin as as one of them yelling out requests for stories 
and he rattles off about 15 to 20 different stories that he knows. He knows all the stories, stories from all ages. And as he's talking, he's adding somewhere from somewhere, a fourth, a fifth, a sixth ball is in. He's juggling them now. He's juggling them in concentric circles. He's leaping around. He's doing all this stuff. And he just comes out sw- swinging for defenses and he hits on all, all accords. Just, I love, I love his entrance. And once again, knowing his full arc in this whole book, you know, it's just, the, it's just so him, the way that he comes out. And I love it. So we kind of talked about it. I'm looking at some of your notes of the outline that we're, we're going through. You talked about, you know, your opinion of why Tom stopped so suddenly once Moraine showed up. So we already kind of discussed that a little bit. Yep. Um, the reason why I think he stopped is because one, he knows who this person is. Yes. You know, he's, he's not, he's not stupid. He knows cause he's been around. Yep. There's, there's, there's ways. And Jordan will describe later on how eyes to eyes can be recognized from non-magical folk. There's certain, there's certain ways to tell. So Tom knows this, he sees it and immediately he's like, Whoa, this isn't just the country folk. We got, some real life happening in this set town. So, yeah. And I mean, nothing too. I mean, he's not expecting to see. Did not he even here. He even quotes and says, you're not from this district. Are you? Yeah. So it makes you believe you makes you think, okay, so if you're not from this district, you're not here. Why are you here? Yep. Like what, <laughs> what's your deal? What's, Cause what's you going never, down? Nobody comes here. Yep. What's going down? Cause your presence makes me feel uneasy. Yep. So, Moraine and Lan, you know, are there. They have mm-hmm. presence. Um, there's another character that they meet who is kind of considered the elder, but not really the elder. What's her name again? I can't. I can't pronounce. Oh, uh, you it. mean uh, Nynaeve Al? Nynaeve. Yes, Nynaeve. The, vill- the village wisdom is her. Is her title? Is she like twenty? She is maybe I I think she's and Bill can confirm me. I think she's mid to late twenties, maybe twenty five, twenty six ish. Okay. She's very young for her station, but mm-hmm. she's very qualified. Yeah, and she carries that presence the entire book. She owns it, yes. Yeah. It's she's a force to be reckoned with her with herself. She is in charge of a <clears throat> lot of things in um in the village. Yep. So with that being said, you gotta look at okay. What is her main job? So the main job of Nynaeve is basically the village healer, medicine, political. Like she does it all. That and, the, and she uh, helps direct the meteoro- everything. Meteorologist too is another one of her big trick, big oh, tricks, yeah. but big jobs. She's supposed to let the men know when when it's safe to to plan for spring. Yeah, and and a lot of people don't realize this. The Jordan books put a lot of emphasis on the women. Yes. So, which is, which is great. You know, you don't have that full blown character. I mean, uh, full blown, like this is all about men, 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 men. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying anything bad about the men. I'm just saying that this book series sure does have a main lead character who is a man, but the lots good strong, is all the women. Lots of good, strong female protagonists. Yep. Yep. And that's why I think the world's kind of ready for this wheel of time, po- uh, wheel of time podcast, or <coughs> podcast, but the show, Yes, because you have all those strong characters. Yeah. You're going to have the men 
um, that lead it, but you've also got, like I said, those very strong characters. Nynaeve yep. is a very good one. Moraine's a very great one. Um, it just goes. So the last piece of it is they're talking about um, the Dark Rider. Now, apparently, the boys aren't the only ones that have seen this thing. Well, I think at this point, it, it is. Uh, Rand, then Matt, and then we find out that, that Perrin has seen it. Yeah. Uh, Perrin actually told Master Luhan at the blacksmith about it. Master Luhan didn't see it, but believed Perrin, and then all the rest of the day he walked around with his biggest hammer, just in case. <laughs> yeah, which, how, why does he believe him? That's it. Yep, exactly. Why? Because even, like, Rand mentions it to Tam, and, T- and Tam's take is, well, you know, you didn't, you wouldn't just tell me if you didn't think it was important. So something's yeah. going on. And I love Tam. I think Tam mm-hmm. is a great character. He's a great father figure to Rand. Has a good arc in the next uh, book or two that I've seen. Yep. Um, that's really going to put a lot of the readers that are following along with us in, you know, kind of a good shock, I think. Yes. But, you know, he's he doesn't seem like much now. He really doesn't. It's a good foundation for, for Rand because Rand yeah. respects the hell out of his dad. Yep. And as we'll find in the next couple chapters, there's there's going to be some shock in the next couple chapters regarding Tam as well. I would say that's next chapter. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, maybe next chapter or two. Yes, I Something agree. Like that. Yep. Yep. So at the very end of it, you just they, they, they talk about that, the village elders. So, you know, do you think the village council knows what's going on or who this person is? See how I want to answer this. They know something's up. Now, as far as the three boys know, um, this, you know, and as you mentioned, the two rivers is, is secluded backwater town. They keep to themselves. They're very you know, leading on each other for support and tales from the outside is simply just that tales from the outside. Mm-hmm. But some of the, you know, Tam, uh, Bran, the mayor, uh, master Luhan, they seem to be conversing with pod and Fane and he brings news of war and, and, and all this other stuff. They seem to have an idea that stuff's about to happen. That's not good stuff that, the two rivers and Emmonsfield normally never see, but they seem to be preparing for something new and something bad. Yeah. That's the feeling I get. I would agree with that. I mean, it's, it's a little bit disconcerting as <clears throat> let's say you're not in that know of the council and stuff like that. Uh-huh. You see these prominent leaders in your, in your town start to do some different things. You're like, well, it doesn't seem like it's going to be very good. Um, yeah. So that puts in a perspective of, what really is going to happen? Why isn't nobody doing anything? And why isn't nobody like preparing more like spreading out that knowledge to like, okay, this is what we think is going to happen. So these are some of our precautions that we're going to do. Well, because they don't want to alert, you know, exactly. They're dancing a fine line between trying to be prepared and trying not to freak everybody out. Yeah. So, but that doesn't pay off in the end. We don't know. No. Tune in next week. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so the last bit of this is Rand and Tam meet back up and they decide. I mean, Tam lets Rand know that, you know, they're going back home for the night. Yeah. And that's exactly. it. So they 
they came, delivered their brandy, their and their cider. You know, got to see some new faces. Got to see a little bit of uh, pre-game entertainment from from Master Glee Man. Uh, and Tam and Randy are going to have a nice, quiet night back home on the farm. Yeah, or so. Seems like a pretty good, nice night. <laughs> yes. But okay, let me let me get this dude, before we close out the chapter discussion of it. Do you or Bill? Imagine the setting of this whole world right now, kind of dark and gloomy kind of thing. Because when I was reading this and, and stuff, I felt that it was actually just dim and glim, doom and gloom kind of feel to it, like dark, not a lot of sun, maybe some overcast. You know, I, I my first reading, I'm going to agree with you. Um, I think, though, on my second and then this recent third read through, like the first chapter or two, the they they leave their farm to go to Emmons Field in the morning, and I think they get there by midday. Yeah. So, I in my mind's eye, I had to start picturing this as the daytime because my first read through it was at night in my in my mind um, because of the 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 setting of the Dark Rider right off the bat, and for some yeah. reason, the combination of the Dark Rider well, they had to be going at nighttime. But okay. now I can picture the Dark Rider in the morning, in the morning, in, in outside with the light, and it now makes more sense because now it's more like afternoon. Rand thought they were going to stay the night, but Tam's like, "No, nah, let's go home. We'll, we'll we'll go home, have our you know father son time at home on the farm, and we'll come back for bell time tomorrow morning." Okay, I guess I don't know why I think that because from what I've been told, at least in the reading piece of it is, you know, the harvest isn't the greatest, you know, they're still doing things. Winter not, still has a hold on the land. Yeah. So that's why I'm getting that feeling that it's more of a, uh, a doom and gloom kind of thing, because something's going on that the weather's not doing much. Yeah. So, and it's There's... supposed to be spring. They, they yep. say it's supposed to be spring by now, but it hasn't. Exactly. So exactly. I just want to get your take on that. I, I don't know if you no, guys discussed I, that kind of setting. I, we or didn't, not. but I, I'm with you. Like on my first read through, yeah, I, I assumed night, and I'll admit I assumed night. Then when I, you know, back through the second or third time, Jordan does mention that you know it was the morning, and they get there by noon, and it's midday, starting to maybe start to get the dusk when Tam and Rand decide to hoof it back home. Yeah. Okay. So I think it's time we move on to. Readings with Rob. Readings with Rob. And for this chapter, I took the passage of Tom Marilyn's teaser performance out in the Emmonsfield Square. And I took that up until he uh, is abruptly stopped by a couple extra uh, onlookers that he wasn't expecting. And now, the Taveren present to you Readings with Rob. I suppose I had better give you a small sample. So you can run it to the others, eh? Just a taste of what you'll see tomorrow at your festival. He took a step back and suddenly leaped into the air, twisting and somersaulting to land facing them atop the old stone foundation. More than that, three balls, red, white, and black, began dancing between his hands even as he landed. A soft sound came from the watchers, half astonishment, half satisfaction. Even Rand forgot his irritation. He flashed Egwin a grin and got a delighted one in return. Then both turned to stare unabashedly at the Glee Man. You want stories? Tom Merlin declaimed. 
I have stole a wreath, and I will give them to you. I will make them come alive before your eyes. A blue ball joined the others from somewhere, then a green one, and a yellow. Tales of great wars and great heroes. For the men and the boys. For the women and girls. The entire Aptarajine cycle. Tales of Arta Pendrag Tenrial. Arta Hawkwing. Arta the High King, who once ruled all the lands from the Isle Wastes to the Aerith Ocean. And even beyond. Wondrous stories of strange people in strange lands. Of the Green Man. Of Waters and Trollocs. Of Ogier and Isle. The Thousand Tales of Anla, the Wise Counselor. Jane the Giant Slayer. How Susa tamed Jane Vastrider. Mera and the Three Foolish Kings. Tell us about Len, Egwin called. How he flew to the moon in the belly of an eagle made of fire. Tell us about his daughter Salia walking among the stars. Rand looked at her out of the corner of his eye, but she seemed intent on the Gleeman. She had never liked stories about adventures and long journeys. Her favorites were always the funny ones, or stories about women outwitting people who were supposed to be smarter than everyone else. He was sure she had asked for tales about Len and Salia to put a burr under his shirt. Surely she could see the world outside was no place for two river folk. Listening to tales of adventures, even dreaming about them, was one thing. Having them take place around you would be something else again. Old stories, those, Tom Marilyn said, and abruptly he was juggling three colored balls with each hand. Stories from the age before the age of legends, some say. Perhaps even older. But I have all stories, mind you now, of ages that were and will be. Ages when men ruled the heavens and the stars, and ages when man roamed as brother to the animals. Ages of wonder, ages of horror. Ages ended by the fire raining down from the skies, and ages doomed by snow and ice covering land and sea. I have all stories, and I will tell all stories. Tales of Mosk the Giant, with his lance of fire that could reach around the world, and his wars with Elsbeth, the queen of all. Tales of Manarista Healer, mother of the wondrous Ind. The balls now danced between Tom's hands in two intertwining circles. His voice was almost a chant, and he turned slowly as he spoke, as if surveying the onlookers to gauge his effect. I will tell you of the end of the Age of Legends, of the dragon, and his attempt to free the Dark One into a world of men. I will tell you of the time of madness where ice and I shattered the world, of the Trolloc Wars where men battled Trollocs for rule of the earth, of the War of the Hundred Years, where men battled men, and the nations of our day were wrought. I will tell the adventures of men and women, rich and poor, great and small, proud and humble. The siege of the pillars of the sky. How good wife Kirill cured her husband of snoring. King Dareth and the fall of the house of... Abruptly, the flow of words and the juggling alike stopped. Tom simply snatched the balls from air and stopped talking. Unnoticed by Rand, Ma Rain had joined the listeners. Land was at her shoulder, though he had to look twice to see the man. For a moment, Tom looked at Ma Rain sideways, his face and body still, except for the making of the balls disappear into the capacious coat sleeves. Then he bowed to her, holding his cloak wide. Your pardon, but you are surely not from this district. That was Readings with Rob. 
If there's a passage in an upcoming chapter you wish to have read on the podcast, simply tweet us at TavirNPod with your request. And that was Readings with Rob. Hashtag Readings with Rob. Send me any requests if you'd like. So, Rich, when you, uh, when you get the chance to go through these pods, I need to get your honest opinion on some of these voices. Okay. So, I actually need to do that tonight. <laughs> uh, some characters I try to go counterintuitive to what you think they may be. Some characters I'm taking kind of seriously. You will have noticed for Tom Maryland, I use what I called my Brooklyn accent. So, well, Now, as you play him, do you think of Robert Downey Jr.? I, I will now. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, crap. Just got to yeah. change it all up. That would have been something if I tried to give a RDJ impersonation, but now nah, I, I went, I tried to, him, I went a little more uh, fun and anti counterintuitive to what you would think. So I went with a Brooklyn accent. We'll okay. see how that goes throughout the series. All right. I'll, I'll, well, I got to give that a listen to. Sure. I'd love to hear what you, I'd love, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so next week we have chapter five, Winter Night. And right here on my notes, I have it. Simply, shit gets real. Yeah, we need. I'm hoping all three of us can get together on that one because that's a really good, important chapter. Yes, that we need to talk about. I'm putting my foot down. All three of us. That means Bill has to stay up till one in the morning. So be it. Agreed. So, yes, the, he, he he owes me the whole entire year of me getting up at the butt crack of dawn. He owes me <laughs> at least you one. Hear it, Bill. The Americans are putting our foot down. Yep. But yeah, that chapter, you know, shit does get real. Shit hits the fan. Mm -hmm. It sets up what's happening. It sets up the entire book on what's now going to happen and what the reason um, things are happening. You're going to start seeing more of a hustle. We are done setting up characters for this book. At least for the first part. Yeah. But it's going to be. It's going to be good. And really well. Or as Bill, or as, as Bill put it, it's awesome. Oh, dang it, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's all I got. What about you? What about you, Rich? That's all I have too, guys. Um, appreciate everybody giving us the love and the uh, support on this um, this new adventure that we're trying. Remember, guys, definitely, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, Please show us more love by rating and reviewing the show on whatever your podcasting, you know, media is. Either iTunes, Google. I guess we're. I mean, I assume we're on Google. Are we? I think so. No. Um, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes. You know, okay. Some of those. iTunes is the main one. Yeah. Really. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, leave us reviews on those guys. We want to know what your thoughts are. Um, where can they find us elsewhere? Uh, well, there's the Twitter at, at Tavir and pod. Um, Bill had teased the idea of potentially setting up a discord, but nothing official has been done there. Yeah, um, we may just merge that into, I think he, we talked about merging that just in with the R Peggy. Maybe, maybe, yeah. maybe, but there's, we could probably a, do better splitting them off. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. There's a few other ideas that I think. Bill has pitched to us that we might want to get a couple months under our belts and kind of maybe premiere a few other uh, locales yeah. to, to access, to get access to 
to uh, us. Um, Sounds good. Did we but... get the Patreon set up? Spoilers. Sorry, we did oh, not do that. My bad. I would like Wrong. to let the record show, Bill, that was Rich. Hold on, you can me. edit that out. Just go back five seconds, and I can redo that. All right, so that is where they can find us on Twitter. Yes. Edit. Edit. Done. All right. Guys, thanks again. Uh, echoing what Rich said, thanks again for all the love. We we are just floored with how much we how much we're receiving, and we just want to try and give you the best product we can. Uh, the way I try to think about it, we may not be the most informative. There's other sites and other uh, podcasts that may have more information. Uh, we are fans of the series, but there are definitely others out there that are more fanatical. We just want to give you the most entertaining uh, take on this series because it deserves it. That's basically it. Damn it, it deserves it. I agree. It does. We're just doing this for fun, guys. Don't <laughs> nail us to the wall if we get something wrong. You're more than welcome to correct us or join in the conversation. But, Do you want to? Yeah, exactly. Join the conversation. We'd love it. But you can find me at HailBlue1569 if you want to talk to me personally. All right. Well, without further ado, that's about it for this episode. Rich, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Good times. All right. We're missing Bill. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. And we will, guys, see you at the Wine Spring Inn. Take care, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you want to continue the conversation, tap into the One Power and contact us on Twitter at TavirenPod. You can also contact Bill at Metunica and Rich at HailBlue1569. You can also reach Rob at his website, digging, D-I-G-G-I-N, diggingdeepsports.com. And, as always, we will see you at the Wine Spring Inn. Here's to another great podcast, gentlemen. Cheers! Ah, damn it, Bill! Not again! Brad, can you get another round of pints for me and the boys? Yes. Yes, again. No, Bill, this time. Thank you, Brad. Much, much appreciated. Now, where were we, men? Actually, I believe it's Rich's turn at the Stones table. Hmm? What's that you say? No, no, I don't think old Seth will have that, Rich. video games? Ever thought about making a video game? Do you find that a week or two weeks is kinda short for a game jam? Well, if I got the game jam for you, would the we can make this work probably game jam? We have nine themes, you can choose one for your game, each theme is taken from one of our nine podcasts. The jam runs from April 20th to June 9th to provide a nice amount of time for you to make something cool. Check out the link in the description for more information and to figure out how to join and submit. Have fun! This has been a presentation of the We Can Make This Work Probably Network.
Follow us on Twitter at ProbablyWork for more of our questionable content. Also, we have a website called ProbablyWork.com. 